Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. gentlemen welcome to the latest edition of the broad street line i'm roy burton alongside me as always my tag team partner one half of the triple a champions one chris domingo mr domingo how are you doing this fine as always during the pandemic air quote saturday morning sir much much like the current triple a champions we are not mexican either no no we are not but again we are here to bring the gold and the fire and the fury to your ears here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. We got a lot to talk about this week. Um, we got a lot to talk about with the local teams. We got a lot to talk about on the national level. Um, who knew billionaires could be such creeps? I mean, I guess we kind of knew because we've seen this before in the NBA. But once again, an NBA owner um, has been, been dressed down um, in the media. So we will talk about the Robert Sarver thing. We will talk about the local basketball team because I know Chris loves to talk about the drama surrounding the local basketball team. And of course, we got to talk some football. A lot of football news again, local local football news. And again, we got to keep it real, man. If we're going to dress down other people when they do the wrong thing, then we got to dress down the goat. And the goat's going to yeah. get some shots today. I'm sorry, it is what it is. So oh, no, I'm because, sorry, not the goat. No, I'm the goat. The best, the best to ever do it. The best to ever do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, uh, no. I think isn't this like I don't know, um, like a like a um, what the hell do they call? Uh, cm punk like i don't know uh best in the world yeah the best in the world like yes. isn't this like sean michaels versus like i don't or like i don't know like rick flair versus like the best like this is the goat versus the best in the world so like yeah, right now yeah. the best in the world is aaron Rodgers. he's not the goat right. but he's not the goat he's not the goat he, but but he thinks he can get treatment from goats to to prevent him from getting a disease exactly so we will talk about mr rogers and him eating clay and trying to do homeopathic remedies to um, to defeat um, a, a ravaging virus. So we will talk about him and, and all of the other stuff here, again, on the Broad Street Line, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Um, before we get into it, my friend, any shout-outs, sir? No, let's just say thank you to all of our sponsors. And exactly. Thank you to all of the sponsors, which are none. However, <laughs> if you want to keep hearing programming like us, we are in the midst of the these fundraising campaigns. The sponsor is our radio show. Absolutely right. The sponsor is our radio station, the Philly Cam Radio, 106.5 FM. If you want to hear programs like us, continue to hear programs like us broadcast on the Philadelphia Airwaves and plenty of other programs, uh, programs that do way more important things than stuff that we do on our show, please do us a favor, go to phillycam.org and support the radio station in any way that you can. We are in the midst of our November fundraising drive. This is our annual fundraising drive. We have it in November each year. Um, we're looking to raise $5,000 for the station. So anything you can contribute um, in support of our fundraising drive, we would greatly appreciate it. Again, we'll go to, you know, funding equipment and, you know, music rights and all sorts of things that we need to kind of keep the radio station going on and even um, equipment for people to host their shows remotely as well. So again, we are in the midst of our fundraising drive here at Philly Cam Radio, WPPM, lp.org 
please go to phillycam.org. Search for the, I think it's right on the front page, but search for ways to donate to the station. If you can note that the Broad Street Line got you there and told you to go there, we would truly appreciate it because they'll give us a little nod and a shout out uh, when you do that. But please do us a solid. Check out phillycam.org and please help support community radio. Because again, without community radio, there's a lot of stories in this town that would go untold. Um, and again, so you can so community radio is now more important than ever. So please, phillycam.org, spread the word if you can. The Philly Cam um, yearly um, fundraising event here at 106.5 FM. We truly, truly appreciate your support. Please also do us a solid. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts or, or radio shows, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube Music. Um, just do a search for the Broad Street Line, download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device, take us with you on the go, or listen wherever you are, 24-7, 365. Also, if you have one of those Amazon devices, you can ask it ask it to play the latest edition of the show um, on Spotify. Again, I don't want to say the, the wake word because it might trigger some of your um, devices out there. But again, we are a very, very accessible show. And speaking of accessible, you can also find us on social media. Chris is at skd 215 I am at the BS line. Uh, we got to, obviously it's a, it's a football weekend. So Sundays, Sundays are about football. Um, I don't know if you're, you're big into the college football, Mr. Domingo, but I, I know the, uh, the top 25, the BCS top 25, whatever they call it now. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> the top 25 is out now. Did Cincinnati get hosed? Will you be tweeting about that this weekend? Uh, no, I, uh, oh, I tried it. to, um, I tried to get into college football knowing that the Eagles could potentially have like three top 10 picks. There's just too much. Like, I don't know. Like, there's just too much. And it doesn't help that I don't have a rooting interest. I, I mean, because I, like, I don't know enough to wager it. And I don't even know what, like, I don't know what record our alma mater is, nor do I even remotely care. <laughs> so, no, I, I mean, like, I, I really think it, like, because I was watching something about, like, I don't know, the like, this show that goes, like, live and just, like, documents, like, I don't know, like the city, like the towns that these colleges are in, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. I just, I just don't have that kind of investment. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. like it, it. Like, obviously, if you went to Penn State, you are rooting for Penn State. But if you don't have uh, a college that's in the horse race, who are you rooting? Like, I, I feel if you watch sports, don't you need to like root for something? So it's funny, and I'm glad you brought this up because it's funny. Because like with sports, you can like with I'll say the the you know the four majors. Let's say you can probably find a rooting interest. You know, if you kind of like again, if you don't forget your hometown team and all, all that stuff. Let's say you you know you're not, you're not a hometown team fan necessarily. If you turn on a, a random game X, you can probably find a rooting interest. Yeah. Um, for one of the two teams or whatever, it's a lot harder when it's a college thing. Because again, if you're not yeah. tied to the college. For whatever exactly. reason, it's like it's a little harder to, to find a rooting interest or, 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 you know, unless, you know, unless you're rooting against someone. So, like, again, so if you're watching, like, again, if you, you and I are watching, let's say, Michigan and Michigan State, again, we don't have a dog in a hunt either way. Yeah. So, again, like, unless we're, like, betters, <laughs> then we really don't care. No, like, um, no, no, but I think that's why I think college football gets so much airtime or, like, so much play, like, because it, it, it's a very wager, wagerable sport. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you see, like, I don't know, like, like, I don't know these, these bad beats, like, I don't like, right. and, but, but I think that's what I think fuels a lot of the interest in college football, other than like, I don't know, like it and like, college football is very regional also, like, I don't know, Absolutely. like, I don't know the South, like, college football isn't that popular on the East Coast, 
I, I mean, no. all your major metropolitan cities, Boston, New York, Philly, D.C., like what notable, notable athletic programs reside in those towns? Not many. Yeah, no, yeah, especially not, especially not college football. I mean, I, you know, you can make the argument for for basketball, obviously, but for college football, obviously, there's there's no again, like you said, Boston, New York, Philly, DC. Um, we're not talking college football um, in in those regions, and again, it's very regional. And again, unless you have the tie to Penn State if you're local, or unless you have the the national tie to Notre Dame, like a lot of people have, um, then again, it's it's kind of a hard sell for you know the random you know, you know, yeah. you know, sports fan to kind of turn on a college football game. And again, unless you have a wagering interest or unless you have, I should say, you mentioned it before, or unless you have a, an interest in, in a, a possible top 10 pick, then again, like random college football game X probably doesn't hold a lot of weight. So, yeah. So it's one of those things. Is, it's really, it's really hard to kind of and one, um, attach and, yourself and to. One, oh, and one boy, it's hard to follow college football as a whole. Like, I mean, there's like 300, there's like how many division one programs? Like, I mean, it's 120 division one A or whatever they call it now. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, I mean, could you follow the Pac 10? Sure. I, I mean, sure. like, that's what, like, I, I think if you lived on the, but even if you're an East Coast fan, what, what conference do you follow? I'm sure East you follow the Big Ten. I'm sure you follow the Big Ten. Like if you live, if you live in this area, I'm sure you follow the Big Ten. But again, if you're from Boston, or if you're from, or if you're from, uh, what if New you're York from New York? Whatever, no, but if you're from New York, you don't care about them. I mean, you don't care yeah. about the Big Ten, really. Um, again, unless you have ties to Michigan or Notre Dame or some, you know, one of those one of those schools, it's a really it's a really tough thing. So all this is to say is Chris Domingo does not care um, who's going to be um, fighting for these spots until these spots actually get solidified. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess I don't even know what, what week it is now. Cause the NFL's pushed back. So again, are they going to compete against the NFL on those same weekends? I have no idea. I guess not, but I mean, yeah. we have NFL games till, till June, uh, January 9th this year in the regular season. So it's going to be, it's gonna be no, like a, think, a lot of football. No, I think it's a very good case study on, on like, I don't know, like how you distribute your, your, your sports interests. Cause Excuse me. Um, apparently, the World Series was going on, and of course, sorry for this tangent, but I mean, like no. Rod Manfred, like I don't know, flat out said, "We're not a we're not a national sport," <laughs> and we, like I don't yeah. know, like that that's bonkers. I, I mean, like I, I think I saw this crazy stat. Like I don't know. I think in 1985 or something, 40 million people were watching the World Series. 40, and I mean, like what 30? what, 35 years later, 10, 11 million people. That's, I don't care if there's like, I don't know, X games on or, or TikTok <laughs> or like, I mean, all these factors shouldn't, shouldn't lead to a 30 million person increase in your sport. It just shouldn't. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, and again, like, you know, because as you mentioned, there's so many things, different things to watch. There is going to be some kind of, you know, like obviously like the, the eyeballs aren't, aren't as, you know, attracted to the TVs as they were before when we only had, you know, like four or five channels and we didn't have the internet and things like that. But like you said, a 75% drop, you know, in, in people watching your sport and the, the flagship moment of your sport, again, like says a lot because again, like it's, you know, like yeah, we can talk about, you know, like you know people like having other things to watch when the super bowl is on people watch the super bowl so yeah it's like there's still some draw there it's still a big enough draw there uh but speaking of baseball you brought it up this is our baseball talk for the week congratulations to the atlanta braves for winning this winning the world series and that is our baseball talk for, for the week shout out to jorge soler for one of the greatest home runs i've seen in quite some time that's it all right yeah. we got to talk about this eagles game because 
I don't know about you. I didn't I didn't explicitly say it to you, but I think we feel the same way. This is the most unmoved I've ever been by a 38 point win in my life. I feel I feel I, nothing. I don't, feel no, I don't no, I felt I don't I'm trying to think of a play that I even like saw like one play that you're like, ooh. Like <laughs> what play made you go, ooh? Oh, there was one. There's one. The Darius the, the, Slay fumble. Yeah, we'll see, the, Dar- yeah, we'll see the, the Darius Slay Avante Maddox du- uh, duo thing. Yes, that was the ooh okay. But I mean, the game was over at that point. But yeah, that was that was it. That was it. Like now, is it was it just a a confluence? Because I use because I heard that word last week. Like was work. it just a combination of opponent, current status of team? Like I don't like what. Like, was it just a hodgepodge of stuff that made you not emote? All right. So part of it was opponent because the Lions, quite frankly, are cheeks. They, they stink. The Lions are not a very good football team. And they have no wins. So, I mean, I'm not just saying that. I mean, they aren't a very good football team. Um, the part of it was, again, I want to see, and you've said on this program before, a couple of, week, a couple of times a week, you want to see something from your quarterback. Just like a, a couple, like a little, it's like a little, little glimmer of something from your quarterback. Didn't see it. Again, like the game got out of hand. So, I mean, maybe that's part of it, but okay. I didn't see it. Didn't happen. And again, it's just like, I will know. I will, well, no, I will. Let me, I will say this. I will say this. Shout out to the guy we've been dragging through the coals for weeks on end, Jonathan Gann, for finally listening and saying, hey, man, you know what? Maybe we need to switch things up on defense. And do things a little bit different. Now you still allow Jared Goff to throw for seventy three percent for completion percentage, which is still wild to me because Jared Goff stinks. But you blitz a little bit more. You show a little bit. You know, you you took Alex Singleton away from being the dude who's like fifteen yards behind the line of scrimmage. Kept came he came in for a couple of plays to be the blitzing linebacker. I saw some stuff out of the D backs I haven't seen in a while. So I did see that. That was a good thing. But other than that, it was like. I didn't see anything that makes me feel that this team could beat a good team. I still, I haven't. Wins and losses never mattered to me. Like I, like people say that, but like when when it matters, they're like, oh, they should have won. No, I genuinely like like this could have felt like a like I've felt better about losses this season than I have this win, and it all comes back to evaluation, evaluation for for long term evaluation and what guys will be here long-term or could be here long-term. And it mm-hmm. all comes back to the quarterback for me, Joey, is mm-hmm. like, I don't like, and for the next, what, five weeks before the bye, you should get a decent, decent look at, like, I don't know, like if, if things normalize, you have Lane Johnson back, you're, you're playing a not great schedule. Right. This should be the time for your quarterback to show you, that he deserves another year. And mm-hmm. as of eight weeks, he hasn't for me. I don't like people are saying, oh, like, I don't know, like he's he's been hamstrung by the coach. With that, with that, with saying that, he has not done the prerequisite work for me to to move on to QB 202, 201. No, like I feel this is a course. And we mm-hmm. thought that like Jalen Hurts had the prerequisites to do NFL starting quarterback 101. We've learned that he did not. He 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 flunked TV in in 
in college. Like he flunked, like I don't know, like like throwing to left side of the field 404 in, in like at Oklahoma. <laughs> like right. he he did not do well in his like I don't know, throwing anticipation capstone. Holy crap, I'm making this stuff up. <laughs> I like but, this. I no, like, this. like no, but like I, I mean like and like and but this shows you that a that a QB degree from a college does not equal success in the NFL. That, but I thought that his his college his his course load at Oklahoma <laughs> would have prepared him better. Sorry, I'm going to stop with the. No, 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 no. This is fine. This is fine. Like, I don't, I don't hate this. I don't, I don't, I, I like this. But again, like we've seen a lot of quarterbacks from a lot of big time. I mean, especially Alabama guys. I mean, we've seen college quarterbacks from no, but big Oklahoma. Time. Like, I, I, no, but I mean, I'm saying, like, but he went to Alabama too, and like yeah. we saw, we've seen a bunch of quarterbacks from Alabama. And a whole bunch of those dudes haven't been good in the pros. I mean, Mac Jones might be one of the best. Like it's like we did a lot he of these be dudes. The from, best. Yeah, he might he might be the best. So I'm saying like so if Mac Jones is the best dude we've seen from Alabama, and Jalen Hurts, he was at Alabama, then maybe that isn't the best you know training ground for for pros necessarily. But like you said, he was he was in two big time programs. He was in the he was in the, the BCS playoffs you know two years in a row, two different schools. So like he has the pedigree, like you would think he has the pedigree, but like you said, like he hasn't, you know, he hasn't done his core level work in some some of these quarterback things. No, but it really comes back to Roy that like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, cause I was talking to a friend like this week and the first thing he brings up with Hertz is he bails out of the pocket too quick. I Mm -hmm. thought that being in a, like, so obviously being at Oklahoma does not prepare you to be, like, is that a, but how do you get better than, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. All right. He's graduated Reps. college with, with, with a bogus degree, but like, right. I don't, so, so he needs to face more pressure. Like, I don't so, like, let, so, so let me, let me ask you a question. So, so you went to college for, for accounting, you learned accounting. Like, that was your major, right? I want to make sure that. that yes. so, so you, but when you got out of school and you got your first accounting job, the stuff that you learned in school, I mean, that was cute or whatever like that, but it didn't tell you how to do your job. Bank recs. He, like, he needs to learn how to do bank recs. The bank, right. like, no, like, no, but bank recs are a fundamental part of accounting. You need to reconcile. Right. So he needs right. to reconcile the pocket. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, in school, you didn't really learn how to do a bank rec. No. You didn't no. learn how to do a bank rec until you started doing bank recs. So he's not going to learn how to deal with. Yeah, how deal long with, does he need to? How long does he need to reconcile the pocket for? Like, should in the next five weeks his mm-hmm. reconciliation of the pocket get better? I'm going to start have, using that. By the way, yeah, no, he should have he should have fundamental reconciliation skills by the end by by week 18 or whatever we're doing. Yes, that's that's fair. Because right if, now if, he does not. If 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 Jalen Hurts is still running around running out of empty pockets. Week two of next year, you got a you got a serious problem. You do. Well, but will he get the opportunity? Like, no, uh, like, it, it, no. If you had a, if you were his counselor, his mm-hmm. QB counselor, say you're Brian Johnson. We are really milking this, but it works. Like, I really like because well, Brian Johnson, he he's a counselor that was like I don't know, never there. Wait, like, like <laughs> no, like I don't know if Brian Johnson in the or. Shane Steichen or whoever the hell's coach counseling him. What is what are you telling Jalen Hurts to do in the offseason? Like, what is the one thing to say, you know what? We didn't see a lot, but you know what? We ain't got a lot of good students 
in this and 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 like we ain't recruited a lot of good students for our school. So we're gonna give you another chance, Jalen. But what is the you have to improve on this exponentially or else? What is it? I mean, no, no, I mean there's a lot. Um <laughs> No, I mean, like, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be that guy. I don't want to be like that. But there, like, there literally is a lot because, again, like you can see. I mean, again, we saw. I mean, we're kind of talking about a YouTube video. What we saw was it a quarterback school? I forget the name of the channel. Yes. Um, no, no, we shout saw, out to JT O'Sullivan. I got yes. to give that dude some depth. Yeah, yeah. Former NFL quarterback JT O'Sullivan broke down uh, Jalen Hurts' game or the first half of Jalen Hurts' game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he just showed just basically like a lot of flaws. In Jalen Hurts' game, and again, he's a rookie; he's going to have some flaws. But again, there are some fundamental things that that Jalen Hurts just isn't doing at this point. Footwork, footwork. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, if I had to, so if I had to answer the question, I, I think the the number one thing I would probably say is footwork, because again, you can't throw accurate passes. I don't want to sound like I'm a quarterback, but again, you can't throw you can't throw accurate passes like from from if you don't have a solid base. So you got to have yeah. a solid base to throw from. If you're like Throwing off back, like you see, Kyler Murray. That ain't folk, that ain't quarterbacking. That's just a very gifted no, dude no, I think doing that's weird what stuff. I think we. I like to think of the moral of like a week. It's like look at Patrick Mahomes. Like I don't know, he like it, it doesn't matter if he's flunked all of his prerequisites because he's so intelligent. He's so ahead of the curve that he gets the hundreds. Uh, like he passes he's just physically every, gifted. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He has the. He has the stuff to overcome. Jalen, and maybe that's what we took for granted is we thought Jalen Hurts had some stuff. But he has a lot to overcome, like physically too. Like he does he can't throw off base. He needs Mm -hmm. like what it comes back to, should we find another student? (laughs) Well, the thing is, you you do you need to find another student or can Patrick Johnson and Shane Steichen and your your uh, your cool your head coach can they coach this man up in the next eight weeks to make him you know a good a guy who knows how to re- reconcile the bank? That's the question. <laughs> but again, like like we've seen, like I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for them. But again, if he's doing stuff, because again, we didn't see. I can't judge him that much off the Detroit game because we didn't see much. He threw 14 passes. But I mean, I mean, as recently as the Tampa Bay game, we saw some very flawed mechanics, and I imagine that on Sunday in a more competitive game, we're probably going to see some ugly things that that we don't want to see. They might win, they might lose, but we we might see some ugly mechanics out of Jalen Hurts. If they haven't fixed this stuff by week nine or whatever week we're in, then do you have faith that they're going to fix it by week eighteen? I don't know. I don't know. It's like I think it's, it sounds to me, and I'll turn it back over to you. It sounds to me that. Yes, you have a quarterback who has flaws and who kind of needs work. I don't know if you got the right the right teachers to 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 get him in the right spot. If that makes sense. No, no, I agree. But also, my like my retort is, how could an could an average coach coach this out of him? Because I keep coming back, Roy is like I don't know what does what what will the best case scenario of Jalen Hurts lead on when times are tough like i don't know will it be his accuracy will it be his 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 pocket presence will it be his anticipation because right now he doesn't have any of that no I'm, i keep telling you keep asking me that the answer is not going to change like it's going to be his legs like when he you can't can't, know. <laughs> no what i'm saying what i'm saying is when he can't when that reads not there or when 
I'll say when the pocket collapses, but even when it don't collapse, but when he feels like a whiff of trouble, he's going to be able to run and get out of situations. Now, again, you can only lean on that for so long because quarterbacks can't run 15 times a game because, again, that don't you don't last that long in the NFL. But I'm, I'm saying, like, in t- when times are tough, Jalen Hurts is going to be like, all right, you know what? Let me get out the pocket. Let me get a first down. Because, again, you saw it in that Tampa Bay game. You saw a couple times when, like, your, like, your offensive lineman, like, didn't even move when the ball was snapped. Like, he had to rely on his legs like to make it not a negative 10-yard play, which he did. So, in those cases where he feels trouble, he can get out of the pocket and get you a couple of yards. But, again, that can't be your calling card for two, three, four years because at some point you have to learn how to throw the football. So, to close this out, will yeah. we know enough about Jalen Hurts in the next uh, 10, what, oh, nine games to know that he can – that he will that we will pass him for this class for year one <laughs> my, my answer to that is no i don't think we will okay. i thought i thought at the beginning of the year i thought we would i just think there's just way i think i don't think there's just a I, I just don't think there's just enough like i don't think there's enough coaching i don't think there's enough fundamental skills there yeah no think no i enough. think no i think it's the perfect Man, no, and I think that we – and this isn't a knock on him that – like, I want this dude to succeed. He has, seems like he has, mm-hmm. like, all the intangibles you need in a quarterback. Unfortunately, intangibles don't get you first doubts. Right. Intangibles don't complete – like, don't – I mean, Roy, when's the last time he hit a guy in stride? I mean, he had a couple of decent passes to Dallas Goddard on, on on. I mean, I don't know if he was in stride. I can't remember because that game he, was. He obviously was, wasn't on the left side of the field. No, no, because again, he only threw like one or two. To the yeah, left like, side of the field. No, like I mean, like that's a problem. Like yeah, that's a problem. You're you're like you are you are closing off thirty three percent of the field. That's a that, that's a problem when you consistently do it. Like again, if you like, because every now and then you get you know you like you have coaches who like you get roll vision. their guys out. Yeah, you have, but you have coaches who like to roll their guys out to a certain side and cut off the field, which I hate, but whatever. But again, you can't consistently cut off the left side, and it's always the same side of the field, which is which is the other problem. Again, like you got to be a little diverse in your offensive attack. If I know when you smell pressure, you're going to run to the right hand, right, like the right side. Then I mean, I know how to attack you. Like that's easy pickings. Like it's whatever. Like yeah, because if because if Chris and Roy can figure this out, I'm right. pretty sure that a half-assed defensive coordinator is saying, okay, we'll move coverage this way. But, right. And that just makes the job of all the other dudes hard. Yeah. So, so again, so what we know at the end of week 18, if Jalen Hurts is the guy, I don't know. Um, yeah. I got, I, I, again, using your analogy, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll give him an incomplete at the end of the end of the semester. Um, but again, like you really need to know, you need to have a letter grade ideally. Cause again, you're going into a draft with possibly three first round three top 10 picks. Um, so you would like to know because again you have the capital to either draft a guy or get a guy from some other team. I know you saw the rumors, you've seen the rumors um, more recently about uh, Russell Wilson possibly coming to Philadelphia. Again, according to Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter, but again they're just talking on the podcast, so take take that for what you think it's worth. But again, from Russell Wilson, and I don't want to be in Seattle. That's fine. I mean, like like I know those guys are great receivers. You're throwing the two great receivers. But you don't want to be there. That's fine. There's probably other better landing spots for you than a Philadelphia team whose coach is probably in over his head, whose wide receivers other than Devontae Smith probably aren't that good, um, who, whose offensive line is getting older by the day. 
and whose defense is suspected best. It's probably better, a little bit better landing spots in Philadelphia for Russell Wilson. But I mean, I mean, what is like if you want to if you want to flex your power, don't you go to a team that's on the verge of firing a coach? And like I don't know, like I don't know, like maybe a Chicago. Like not that Chicago's any good, but like right. they have a decent, like they have a decent defense. Like and Seattle doesn't. Like people need to, like people need to say, like is X team an improvement over Seattle? And I, right. and I can't say that Philadelphia's improvement over Seattle. Can you say Philadelphia's improvement over Seattle? If Philadelphia only needs to give up two of its first round picks and, and can still use one of those first round picks on like a, let's say a, like say a Kayvon Thibodeau or something like that, like if they improve their defense and can still get Russell Wilson, is Philadelphia an improvement on Seattle? No, <laughs> this team has a lot of work. They just cut their starting linebacker for God's sake. Yeah, they, yeah, they have a, a a lot of holes. Even though they uh they had a forty four to six win, this team has a lot of holes. I just feel wrong. Right. Oh, sorry, Roy, I just feel yeah. that like like how he's just like I don't know taking like a shortcut, and you mm-hmm. don't get and you don't build sustainable programs by taking like he sees like I don't know Tampa Tampa Bay bringing in Brady. <laughs> they see like right. I don't know like like Denver bringing in Payton. They only forget that Tampa was stacked. They just had a quarterback that threw 30, literally 30 interceptions a game or 30 mm-hmm. interceptions in a season. And Denver had a really good defense, but they just had Brock Osweiler. So, I, I mean, let's just keep these things in play. Build the team where the next quarterback down the line, because there's always going to be one, I feel, at this point. Will it be Russell Wilson caliber? No. But, like, I don't know. I just want to build the team. Like, I don't know. Like, build the team the right way, man. Like, I don't know, build a young up-and-coming defense and figure it out. No, I mean, again, like, that's really, to me, that's, if I had to think about, if I had to go lean one way or the other, I'm like, look, man, this team has a lot of holes, and they got a lot of picks to fill those holes pretty quickly. Because, again, you got the, you got those, the three first-round picks, you got a second-round pick. I mean, you can, you should be able to build a foundation, you know, or at least complement what you have if you think some of these guys are part of your foundation. You can be able to complement your foundation and be a pretty decent team in two years um yeah ideally so again like i don't know if you need to chase the like you said like the you know the cute young thing at quarterback whether it's russell wilson or or ann rogers or whoever it is because again i think i think you're better served at filling your holes and then finding a guy um to kind of to kind of be your quarterback and again it doesn't have to be a world beater because again we've seen you know fairly i won't say average but yeah fairly average quarterbacks you know lead teams you know deep in the playoffs i mean you don't have to be the eagles the eagles want a quarterback the eagles want a super bowl with a backup quarterback yeah. So I, I mean, like it's it's possible. Is it real? Like I always say, getting to a Super Bowl with a with a Garoppolo type is a is a and an elite supporting cast is a lot easier than finding a a generational quarterback. So let's try to stop maybe doing the latter, and maybe if 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 something is easier to build, why don't you just do that? Yeah, just yeah, just just. Again, we've seen the blueprint a lot. <laughs> like we've seen it quite a bit. We've seen it often enough to know that you could do it. Yeah. If you do it correctly. The Rams um, got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Jared yeah. Goff is not, he's a CFL quarterback right now. Jared Goff keeps throwing the ball out of bounds on fourth downs. He's done it multiple times, which is amazing, which is wild to me. When this this guy was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, but speaking of possible generational quarterbacks, the Eagles are playing one this week. I didn't know the game's at 405. I thought this game was at 105. I had no idea. Um, see, that's a big, see, that's a big factor. That's yeah. a big factor in, like, I don't know. So, obviously, 
you would like to get a reeling team, the Chargers. They lost two in a row. Mm-hmm. Playing at one Eastern. They're not. So, I, I mean, this changes a little bit my thinking. But somehow, I, I have, other than feel, this is based on feel, somehow I think the Eagles find a way to win this game. The Chargers allowing 203.1 uh, pass yards per game. That's fifth best in the NFL. However, they're allowing 159.4 rushing yards per game, but make it last in the NFL. Eagles, of course, coming off of their best rushing performance of the season. <coughs> rushing performance, Sands, Miles Sanders, and Sands, in large part, Kenny Gainwell, who just kept being like just the random uh, third down. Well, I guess every three series back for the Eagles. As we saw, Boston Scott and the revitalized Jordan Howard gash the Detroit Lions this week. The Eagles are going to run the ball a lot this week. No, but will they? No, they will. They will. They, they can't not run, run the ball. They can't no, not run this the ball is, this week. No, this is a test on the competency of, of this coaching staff. If you, don't run, if you don't run the ball, you're incompetent. Unless, Eagles, you get they, down, yeah. unless you get down 21 to nothing real quick off some fluke turnover and just, like, this is a game where you should run the ball 35 times. I remember last week, because before the game, because Detroit was the one of the worst pass defense teams in the league. And I remember, like, yeah, I think you sent me the stat, and I'm like, all right, the Eagles are going to run the ball. In that case, he was going to run the ball 45 times. Well, they wound up running the ball, like, about 45 times. But, again, they ran the ball early, and it just worked so well. They just kept doing it. Um, so this week, again, they're facing one of the worst pat, uh, rushing teams in the uh, rush defense teams in the NFL. I think you have to run the football. I think it's again organizational incompetence if you do not run the football. Um, again, the, the Chargers coming off their second consecutive loss. This is a got to win situation, really, for them. But again, they have a terrible run defense. You have running backs, uh, it appears you have you know at least two, maybe three running backs you can count on to get you positive yards every time you get them the ball because unlike Miles Sanders, these guys actually hit the hole uh, when they, you know, try to try to run. So again, like I, I, I'm almost, I think I'm in your camp, man. I think I'm in the <laughs> camp. I, I think that for some reason the Eagles pull this out. I don't really have any logic to say why. There's no logic. Um, There's no logic that the Bengals lost to the Jets. Like, I don't, like, like that's why the NFL is great. Like I don't know because there are just there are just games in a season that make no damn sense. Or no, not every game. Like there's a there's a couple of games every week that don't every make week, any yeah, sense. yeah. There's games every week that don't make sense. I mean, like the like I mean, you can argue the Saints and the Buccaneers game again. Like if you if I had told you, well, first of all, I can just tell you straight up that Saint, you know, the Saints are going to beat the Buccaneers. You'd be like, yeah, I doubt it, maybe. But again, when Jameis Winston gets hurt. And and the you know the like the uh, the Trevor Simeon had to come in and save the day for the Saints. You're like, yeah, well, you know, like that's not gonna he's not gonna beat Tom Brady, but they beat Tom Brady. So yeah, so the NFL is weird. Does this fall in that weird category? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, the Eagles cornerbacks play pretty well. I mean, look, this is one of the biggest tests of the, of the year. I mean, you know, with uh, Austin Eckler and Mike Williams, and uh, I mean, uh, I mean, you're gonna have like a really tough time, you know, stopping you know these Chargers wide receivers. At Keenan Allen. I mean, you're, I think they're probably going to do it. I, I don't, again, this is just a purely feel thing. I would not bet this game with a 10-foot pole. No. Um, but on a field thing, because I think the Chargers are favored by two. Um, on a field thing, I think the Eagles probably win this game. Again, I know it's probably a field goal game, but I think they probably win. No, I um, think you predicting a win is confirming that this 
team, this coaching staff isn't isn't illegally incompetent. Because Correct. no, like because if you were to throw the ball forty five times in this game, the coach should be immediately fired. Like I don't know. That's how. Like I don't know. Like that's how egregious it would be. I unless you get down twenty one nothing off the rip. Like I don't know. Then I'll. But even if you're down ten to nothing, run the ball. Run the ball. No, no, like, I don't know. Like, like, and then if, if Jalen Hurts can't complete, can't, like, because one, people have asked, run the ball, and Jalen Hurts will look better. They ran the ball a lot the last game. Didn't look, I mean, he, I, he didn't look anything. <laughs> but, like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. like, against a, a better team, a team that isn't the, one of the worst teams of all time, you should, there should be enough plays out there for Jalen Hurts to show you something. So that's yeah. like I, I mean like if Sirianni can make like I don't know set the table for him, can Jalen Hurts deliver in those moments? And right. I'll say in this game he can. Like I, like this Roy, this would go a long way into proving people like me wrong. No, no, a game like this kind of proves people you know, people like us wrong about Jalen Hurts, about Nick Sirianni about Jonathan Gannon, if they can pull out this win. Because, again, the Chargers, I mean, they've, they've lost a couple of games. Chargers still are still good, still a good football team. Um, they've just kind of hit a bad stretch. But if you beat this team at home, you know, like in, in a team that – in a game that they really – like the Chargers really need this game. I mean, like this is, a, this is almost a got someone situation for them. If you beat a team that – a good team that really needs this football game – then again, like it shows, like you said, it shows you that that you're not like you know the most incompetent doofuses that we thought you were, like you know but, two but, weeks ago. But even if, but there is solace if they were to lose this game, but Jalen Hurts looks good, it's a win right. for me. That's fine because that's that's, fine. that's what it's all about for me. Like like if you were to lose to the Jets, mm-hmm. and but Jalen Hurts looked awesome, I'd be like, I don't care. You can lose to the Jets. You can lose to the Giants just because. The quarterback looking passable or like wanting to pass him on this freshman year, it goes a long way into the construction of the team. Because then, like I don't know, this idiot GM doesn't feel well. He'll always feel me, but I mean, he'll feel less pressure from just the general public to like look. Because right now, like other than Deshaun Watson, because just don't, just don't, just don't entertain that ever. But like. Mm-hmm. Now the public's like, oh man, like Hertz isn't that guy. Like, I don't know. Like, and not to say that the public should sway, but it helps that like yeah. I don't know, your fan base isn't clamoring for like, I don't know, like the next thing. But I think I'd say 60-40 fans are like, yeah, like it's not like they're like screaming for him to get canned, but they're also not screaming him for him to come back. All right. Yeah. So yeah, so we will learn a lot about the Eagles, hopefully. A lot about Jalen Hurts um, at this Sunday, you know, seven fifteen ish. Again, the Eagles, Chargers, Lincoln Financial Field, big game. Um, before we move off the NFL, again, we got to well, watch. There's a lot of NFL to talk about. We'll kind of keep it brief, but we got to keep it fair on this show. And again, we rip Carson Wentz when he was a doofus and did doofus things. We rip Lamar Jackson when he's a doofus and does doofus things. We got to rip the best in the world himself, Aaron Rodgers, for trying to come at the NFL with his homeopathic remedies and his Canadian remedies or whatever he did to try to get around this coronavirus situation. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers uh, has COVID-19. Uh, he will miss uh, the week nine game against the Chiefs. So once again, we do not get Rodgers in Mahomes because again, we'll never get Rodgers in Mahomes apparently because uh, people don't like us. But 
We'll miss this week's game against the Chiefs. Um, we'll miss the next 10 days, so he's probably extraordinarily doubtful for the Week 10 game. Um, the story is this. Aaron Rodgers received a homeopathic treatment from his personal doctor to raise his antibody levels and ask the NFL to review his status. The league and the NFLPA both consider him to be an un- unvaccinated player. However, there were questions about whether or not he was, he, he, you know, he was asked in August whether or not he was vaccinated, and he said he was, he's been immunized. <laughs> so people at the time assumed that to mean that he's been vaccinated. It's not the case. Hasn't been vaccinated. Now the NFL is investigating the Green Bay Packers to see whether or not he has uh, violated any uh, COVID-19 protocols because, again, you're supposed to wear a mask inside the building and all sorts of other stuff. So, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to play this week, and we'll see what happens with the Green Bay Packers. Well, he gets suspended. I don't think – that's a very good question. Um, I don't know if he'll get suspended. I think he'll probably get fined. I think if he, if, he, if, he, if he violated any protocols, I think he'll get fined. I think the Packers might even lose a pick. But I don't think no, that, no, that's exactly what I said to someone today is I think this will be a deflate gate-esque thing because the mm-hmm. NFL knows you ain't going to suspend arguably the most popular player in the NFL. <laughs> like, I don't know. They'll find a way to levy a penalty that looks severe enough. Like, I don't know. We're like, I don't know. Like, the Packers will lose like a fifth round pick right. or what, whatever. And the NFL will pat themselves on the back saying that like, and I don't know what the hell you should do. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't like people are like saying, Oh, you should suspend it for two games. I'm like, no, we can't. No, let's, let's, let's be real. Yeah. Here. Like, I don't know. Like, would you like to send a message and suspend them a game? Shh. Yeah. But I'm also going to deal in reality and say, he'll, he'll, he'll get a strict tongue lashing from, from Roger and the Packers will eat like, cause that's like, like the Packers, like, the Packers don't want him suspended, even though they probably hate his guts at this point. Like, I don't know. They're like, yo, this dude's going to be gone next year. We can't have him suspended. We'd rather just eat. Like, even if you even if you took away a fourth-round draft pick from us, you're like, we're living in the now. Like, I don't know. We can't have Aaron Rodgers lose, like, miss a game on top of the games that he's missing because of COVID. Because right now, like, but this is going to be, like, and – the karma gods are going to be in play because this is going to be the difference between the Packers not getting to the Super Bowl. These right. two games, because right. like I mean, there's like won a huge game last week when like half of their team was out with coronavirus. Like you would have thought that that the, that the, the the vibe gods were with them, but obviously you have this now. You you're not winning. You're not winning. You're not beating the Chiefs again with Jordan Love. You might not no. win the next game with Jordan Love. So now what? Like you don't get a buy. You're probably playing a more like a better opponent, so so let's so let them blame Aaron Rodgers when they don't get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, and and yeah, this is one of those things again. We like we ripped, you know, all the other quarterbacks and saying, you know, like yo, if you're the leader of the team, if you're the guy who's you know everybody's supposed to follow and rally around. If you're the guy everybody's supposed to count on. Again, you probably should be first in line to get the shot. Aaron Rodgers going the uh, clay eating homeopathic me- method to this. This ain't, we ain't rocking with this. So all the venom that we have, well, again, Jay, Jay Williams ain't coming for us because we keep it real and fair yeah. and balanced with everybody. With everybody. No, again, because this is what happens when you don't have an agenda and you're not trying to deflate. When you don't have certain players in your Rolodex, where, like, I don't yeah. know, like, it, it's easy to say when, like, I don't know, when, like, like obviously Stephen A. Smith don't have Ben Simmons in his Rolodex. Right. Cool. Does he yeah. have Michael Jordan in his Rolodex? Probably. Yep. 
Yeah, that's the, that's the way this works. So, again, so that was a big NFL news for the week, but it was a ton of NFL news. Don't have time to get to the all the Odell Beckham stuff and Derrick Henry stuff, but most importantly to Chris Domingo, Deshaun Jackson has cleared waivers as of Thursday evening and is free to sign with any team. I know of a team that could use a man who could stretch the field, get a nice little 70-yard bomb every now and then. The Saints. To kind the of Saints. Free, free some, not, not the Saints. Another N- NFC. Yeah, the NFC. NFC's right. That can kind of free some things up for other guys. Um, I'll leave it to you to figure out who that team is because I think you have an idea who, who they may be. All right. Could you imagine? No, one, didn't the irony of all this, didn't Jalen Hurts throw Deshaun Jackson a bomb last year? Correct. I mean, that's correct. The, bomb, the bomb he got injured on. But yeah, like, that's no, that's the most impressive thing is Deshaun Jackson's healthy enough to ask for a trade. Well, he, he was healthy enough to ask for a trade. He is released, and it is week nine of the season, and he still continues to be healthy, hasn't missed a game for an injury. Again, this is a beautiful thing. I know of a team that could use him. I know of a team who he has, like you just mentioned, he has cool, he has chemistry with the quarterback. I'm just going to leave it out there. He's got chemistry. All right. We got to talk about um, a player and a team that does not have chemistry, and that's one Ben F. Simmons, who is meeting with mental health professionals from the Players Association. However, he's not met or talked to the Sixers team doctors. Um, the Sixers, according to ESPN, are getting increasingly frustrated with Simmons' refusal to accept organizational assistance to address his mental readiness to play. Oh, they just started getting frustrated with him now? That's impressive. No, 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 so it's increasingly frustrated. Increasingly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the other day, I think it was Tuesday, uh, Daryl Morey. I would love to-, to hear a hot mic in the office of Daryl J. Morey. And when he's like, when he sends a text to Doc, Doc, I need to see you in my office up on the second floor. Do they close the doors and and the blinds so no one sees Daryl Morey just banging his head on on the glass <laughs> wall? So Daryl Morey um, went up to Ben Simmons the other day. He's like, "Yo, man, yo, Ben, what's up, man? Like, you ready to play?" Ben was like, "Nah, man, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm still kind of working through some things." Now, here's the thing. Now, again, like, let's let's put the overall caveat on this. Again, Ben Simmons is dealing with a mental health issue. Obviously, we want wish nothing but the best for mental for Ben Simmons, and hopefully, he can get past whatever issues that he's dealing with. Let's put that on. That the, being that said, let's <laughs> let, let's put that out there. And that being said, I understand. Again, same thing. We, caveat: We always say, I understand if some people are cynical and they see this as a as a way that Ben Simmons is kind of trying to manipulate the system, still get paid and not get fined and things like that. I think, again. I don't think this is too much to ask. If Ben Simmons is really committed to this and he wants to kind of get back on a groove and things like that, I don't think it's too much to ask for him to have his doctors consult with the team's doctors. There's a middle ground here somewhere. Like if you, if your doctors are fine and they're treating you well and they're getting you into a good headspace, that's fine. But on some level, there should be some kind of communication back to the team and say, Hey, you know, my doctors are saying this. I just want to let you guys keep you guys in a loop so we're all aware of the situation. Because otherwise, this dude's just coming into the gym, shooting around, you know, working up a sweat, riding a bike, and just leaving. And you have no idea what's going on as far as him getting back to back to work. And I don't think that's I don't think that's right. I'll say it like that. I don't you just said an incorrect thing. Okay. If if Ben Simmons is committed to this, what is if. this? If. if no, if no, if, and what is this? Re like, reintegration if. to the team. No. No, like, see, this is why all this is bold. Bold. Like, yeah. I don't, it's all, it's all bold. Like, I don't know, like, and this is, and the only person that maybe, like, there's one person in the whole 
entire organization, or maybe two, maybe the owner does, I don't care. There's only one person that wants him in, integrated in the team. It's the GM. No one wants him there. Nobody. And, and and one, I just don't know how many times can this dude make you look like a clown. Like, I don't know. When Joel Embiid gets on a mic and says, Ben is our brother, we should support him. And then you just have, like, at some point, Joel's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, you think Joel Embiid is willingly grabbing the mic and saying this? No. Daryl, his tennis buddy, is saying, Joel, <laughs> you need the, like, I don't know. Like, but how many times, how many times is this dude going to be Peter, is going to Peter you? Like, I don't know. Like, he's just going to, like, I don't know, just ignore you. This dude's just, I don't I'm trying to keep it PG, man. But yeah, no, I, I can't yeah, anymore. No, no, like, no, I, I understand, like, I understand. How many times is this dude gonna figure it to you? He's gonna, he's gonna need to slap you in the face for you to get, like. And I keep asking someone smarter than me, what is this doing to his trade value? Like having him, like, since you, since, since Joe the Wells Fargo guy had to call you and say, hey, I think Ben Simmons is here. Like, no, he's not. He's like, yeah, I think Ben Simmons is here to get a COVID test. Oh, the COVID guy isn't here. We got to call him. Like, uh, uh, up to that moment, how has the trade stock, the stonks, gone for, like, Benson? <laughs> like, like, has it gone up or down? It hasn't moved. I was say, it hasn't gone down. Stock. It hasn't gone down. Um, no, because wasn't that the point of this, Roy, was to bring up the value? Or, like, oh, no, I think the worry was if he stayed away, his the stonks would go down. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't gone, like, it's... This guy told 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 the told the coach to bleep off mm-hmm. in, in so many words. He said yeah. he wasn't going to do a rotation. Yeah, and that did like I, like none of this is just it's just semantics. I have no idea. I just don't know. Other than Daryl Morey with his pipe dream, thinking he's going to come back to the team, a team that actively probably doesn't like him. Like I, I just don't know what the end game is anymore. Like well, like they should well, do what the Browns did with Odell. And say, you know what? You're not part of the team anymore, buddy. Just stay home. Well, well, I guess adding to the issue is that this team's looked pretty good without him. Um, this team has literally has the best offense in, in the NBA as we're recording this show uh, without Ben Simmons. Their defense has actually been pretty, pretty decent. Not, not, nothing for nothing. Like I think the I think after everything that happened, you know, with you know getting sent home, or whatever like that. I think I think the goal was to kind of get them back in the team. And let him just kind of be Ben Simmons, do Ben Simmons things again until you could trade him. You know, like I said in mid December when guys are eligible to be traded or whatever. I think I think the goal was to kind of integrate him and say, all right, he's not a malcontent, he's fine. He can you know integrate with guys and then you can leave him. That's harder to do now because this team's pretty good. If this team was like four and four, then you'd be like, all right, you know, and it was four and four, and they have the current injury and COVID situation. Oh and eight, talk about it would need to be zero oh and eight. I no to to a man, this team. That you, you don't know humans if you don't tell me that these dudes don't feel a little motivated right now. Like I don't know, 100%. they they have a chip on their shoulder because this guy told them he he told them nah to California. He's like nah, you can't stay on my couch. You can't you can't play my Call of Duties. You can't play my Battlefields. You can't mm-hmm. look at my Simo the Savage banner. No, no, like I don't know. You can't do any of that. And and, and you know what? Dude, they thought this dude was their friend or or their colleague, and he right. just and he just and he just screwed them. So kudos to and they're better than I am. 
because I like I didn't think that they could hold it together. But obviously, the leadership on this team is good, and they're professionals, unlike some mm-hmm. people. But and all I want from this season right now as a fan, just salvage it. Like I don't know. I don't. Do I expect you to get to an Eastern Conference Finals this year? No. But you know what? If you show some resolve and out, 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 win around. Because I think a lot of people don't expect a lot of from this. Like, I, I don't know, because they're limited. But even when the trade happened, just, you know what, just hold serve. Lose in the second round. So you think, do you think right now people are would be okay with a, a second round exit from this from this Sixers team? I, I think that's what their expectations should be. This team's looked really good this year, man. Like, I'm not saying they're world beaters. I'm not saying they're, like, no, you know, like, they're... I, this is not a playoff roster. It's not. I, I mean, like, I, I mean, this is the deepest get... bench we've had. We you've seen in this basketball team in I don't even in, in a long time. Like this team who's has a legit second... nine man. This team has a legit nine man rotation. Who's who's the, who's the second option in crunch time offense? I mean, look, it's like you keep asking me the question. All the answer is always going to be Tobias Harris. No, and, and no, no, you, and you the answer, you, <laughs> no, and if the answer is that, you will not get out of the second round. I, I okay. mean, it, like, I don't, I, I it's that. You know, this is this is just math. Like, I don't know. This is not Scott Steiner math. This is just regular math. <laughs> if, 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 if E equals Tobias Harris does not equal ECF. All look, all I'm saying again, you look at it, you go to basketballreference.com and you look at the best offensive rating in the NBA, and it's the Sixers. You look at the standings, and as of right now, second best team in terms of record in the East. You see, Seth Curry lighting up the world. You see George Niang lighting up the world. You see Furkan Korkmaz reverse Duncan. You see Tyrese Maxey, you know, play pretty well, you know, being pressed into a starting role. You see all these things, and then you just look around the league, and you see a Brooklyn Nets team that's kind of up and down. Um, you see a Milwaukee team that's dealing with COVID and injuries and things like that. When you look around the East, you're like, hey, this is a very winnable conference. That's all it's I'm not. saying. <laughs> that's, it's all, not. that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm, I, no. I, I, okay. This is no, that's what a novice would say. A hooper like us <laughs> will say, no, you're gonna you're gonna ramp through your you're gonna you're gonna run your head through a brick wall when you see Tobias Harris triple four times being covered by I don't know, PJ Tucker, and you're gonna cry. Well, no, like I, I mean I don't mean to be blunt, but that's this is the state of affairs. You upgrade your you up like now if you were to make a trade for CJ McCollum. I don't know. That seems like the name that's on everyone's talk to me. I still don't think they're Easter Con- I don't think they're a shoe-in. But if, like, that is why I keep saying cut the cord. Just cut it. Just mm-hmm. make, like, because you, so, you can probably make the CJ McCollum trade today. Right. And just acclimate into the offense. You have a, is it the greatest number one option, perimeter option? No. But is it the best option we've had since Allen made back Iverson? Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. bring in CJ. I'll buy a CJ McCollum t-shirt. And let's go. Because like, I I mean, that's how I feel at this point. Like, this regular season, like, I just see a good regular season, a cute regular season team. Yeah, like this, like, I like, like, look, obviously they've had a really good start. But again, like, you look around and, again, like, Miami's really good. And the Bucks are going to, you know, when the Bucks get healthy – they're going the, to be the, the Heat are a playoff, a, right. a, a legit playoff team. Right. They have dudes that will lock you up. 
Like, I don't know. Like, they got P.J. Tucker. Like, I don't know. And he'll – whoever is guarding – whoever P.J. Tucker is guarding on your team isn't going to be that great. Oh, I mean, I mean, you got Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. I mean, like, you got pro yeah. defensive guys. You got P.J. Tucker who can guard the bigger, bigger guys. You got, you know, Tyler Hero coming off the bench scoring 25 points a game. I mean, like, like you got a pretty good – like, a really good team. Obviously, Milwaukee's a really good team. Um, you know, at some point, like you know, like the Nets will probably figure things out and kind of, kind of get it together on a more consistent basis. Um, but, but yeah, like I can understand. All I'm saying is I can understand. You know, Joe Sixers fan looking at this team and looking at again a, a massive upgrade on the bench when you look at George Niang and Andre Drummond versus Mike Scott and D- Dwight Howard. I can see us. I can see a fan looking at this team and say, "Hey, you know what? I know Benny here or whatever. This team looks really good right now, and they can make a deep run. I can see it." I can see it. Oh no, I no Joe Joe Sixers fan can see it too. Thankfully, I don't talk to Joe Sixers fan on a regular because I would tell him you're an idiot. <laughs> All right, we got like two minutes left before we sign out. I do want to mention the greatest jerseys I have seen in quite some time from any Philadelphia team, not just the Sixers. These Sixers City Edition jerseys have united people like nothing else. We can't get along. Bad were last year's jerseys. I think that is just the testament of these year, this year's jerseys, which are clean in every sense of the word. Yep. Great color, mm-hmm. great retro logo, mm-hmm. great homage to the past with the spectrum patch. Like yep. I know everything hits. It's the complete opposite of last year, where nothing hit. And no design last year's jerseys. I'm not going to put his name back out there. All I'm saying is that again, we can't agree politically or socially on a lot of things, but I've seen nothing but universal praise for these Sixer City Edition jerseys. We just want to do our public service because again, we love you people. Monday, November the 15th at 10 a.m. Wherever you so buy that's jer- the official, so that's the official drop date. That's the official drop date. Wherever you buy sporting apparel, be on the lookout for the city edition gear for the Sixers. So Nike.com, Dick Sporting Goods. I'm not sure if the Wells Fargo Center store is going to have that stuff. Um, if it's going to get me to go to a physically go to a game, I might have to physically do that. Uh, but if you want some of this beautiful looking gear, I advise you to jump online Monday, November 15th, 10 a.m. Don't say we don't love you. Don't say we didn't tell you ahead of time. Because again, this stuff's going to sell out immediately. Because everybody's loving this stuff. It's again, kudos to every, whoever put this together. Shout out Chris Heck and whoever else was involved in this. All right. That is it for us this week. Hopefully we will talk to you next week after an Eagles win over the Chargers, and that after the, the Sixers again, the weather and the storm. Cause again, they've had, a, they've got injuries and COVID to deal with again. Hopefully Tobias Harris um, recovers from COVID uh, pretty soon. He's out for the next 10 days or so. Danny Green's down with an ankle injury. Um, Isaiah Joe has COVID. So a lot of stuff going on in the Sixers. Hopefully everybody's healthy and sound when we hit you on the airwaves next time here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. But until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. OMG, your BFF's birthday is here and you don't know what to get her? No worries. 1-800-Flowers.com has you covered. 1-800-Flowers is the ultimate birthday gifting destination. For those who know, it's not about giving a gift. It's about giving the gift. 
Make every birthday brighter with exclusive offers and great values on gorgeous bouquets and arrangements. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.